We're live. Boom. Episode nine, hard count, making the cut with Corbin Trev. What is up? What's going on, buddy? It's nine PM. It's it's actually past nine. It's it's almost nine thirty. It's fing nine thirty, man. Wednesday night. We gotta get up and go to work tomorrow, but that doesn't matter. What's uh what's new, man? Dude, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that we uh I guess we haven't seen each other in a month. A month, yep. Yeah, because, you know, I came and saw you in a hangout. We watched a fight during the day. The Habib Poirier fight, right? Yes. No. No. Was that it? I was at Jordan's for that. What were we watching? What fight was that? We can cut that out. No, we don't need to cut it out. Okay. What Let's fight see. was that? That was, it was the one that was in. Yeah, because you came over in midday. It was in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that was the Khabib fight. No. So, yeah, that's what we watched. 11 a.m. You came over for the Khabib fight. Edson Barboza and Paul Felder was the co-main. That was yeah, it. that's right. Because right. Jordan, Jordan couldn't Jordan couldn't watch it because he was working. Right, and this is the card I got mixed up with. I was talking to my barber yesterday. Two forty one, the one before it was a Stipe Miocic, right? Um, right. In DC, that was, I was at with Jordan's, and I got those mixed up. And we recorded shortly after that yes but then this happened and we haven't talked about it since right okay cool so we now we know where we are yeah anyways but since the last episode a lot's happened i went to dave matthews and made it back alive yes good pilgrimage hadn't been in like three years because he didn't come for one year and then the following year uh carly and i got married two weeks later so we you know naturally had to be adults and Say, yeah, this year we can't make it to Dave Matthews. Just save some money. The bank account won't allow it. <laughs> we just got hitched. We just, we're getting hitched two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. so um, it had been like three years since I'd gone back to the Gorge, I guess, to see a show, which is crazy to think about because it doesn't seem like that. And I realized, I'm like, man, that three years really, I put some miles on. <laughs> I, I like after two days of being there i was absolutely totaled man like i could not i could barely move and function i was just oh. your age showed my age showed and my wife pulled off the biggest bamboozle of oh, all time goodness, what happened man? on sunday morning she's like i think i need to stay for the final night i just i don't want to go i don't want to go home and i'm like we talked about this because and andrew and i were like bent on going home on sunday morning we're just like two days is enough yeah sure enough i caved and let her stay with my sister for the final night and i'm kind of jealous because it looked like that was one of the best like jam sessions of the weekend which to no surprise i mean it's this last show of the weekend yeah but yeah it was quite the uh quite the dave matthews weekend at the gorge labor Labor day weekend was fun but uh i was able to get home and recover for couple of days before i went back uh into the working world yeah get back to real life your yeah. job which is why you can't have like a two-day hangover not acting like i was 21 yeah yeah so. or like the mid-20s or maybe like the late 20s too. Yeah. so any 20s yeah i'm 33 so that'll still happen from time to time right yeah i think we're so. people yeah we're There's people a, dude and also I'm not that old. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I'm getting older every day. I started going back to the gym this week. Oh, nice. I hadn't been in 
probably three, four months. So, you know, I've, I felt like that was something I'd bring up that's kind of new. That's good. For that you. I'm trying, you know? Well, I'm retrying the gym. This is a sports podcast, so you want to be like, you know, I try to, actively I, yeah, running around. Yeah, I, I do need stuff. to be. I mean, I try to be more active. I did ride my bike, you know, a little more than I did the previous year. So this summer, and nice. I'm trying to ride it more, but you know, I'm also incorporating like the weightlifting stuff as I got back to the gym this last week, and I'm hoping to shed some weight because you know, in the fall and winter months, there's like really nothing else to do. So, no, dude, you got to find those like, you got to find those indoor hobbies and habits because it's gonna get. I mean, maybe not so much in other parts, wherever you might be listening to this podcast, but here in Spokane in the winter, it, it is gets cold, dark and cold. So, and it's crazy because September has already showed signs of being like it's supposed to snow this weekend. Did you f- know that? I, I saw, I heard that, and it's it sucks because it's still <laughs> September. It's gonna be forty eight. Yeah, forty eight on Sunday, a high of forty eight degrees Fahrenheit, which kind of makes sense with the mild summer. How it did. If it was October, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that yeah, we had a mild summer, and when I say mild, it was still like eighty eight every day. It was, it was like still perfect. perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like not too hot. We had maybe like six or seven 90 degree days all year. Yeah. It, it was, was, it was all summer. Yeah. One of the greater. But now it's like, okay, well, fall might get here quicker. Winter might get here quicker. We might have a long winter. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm a little worried about as well, <laughs> especially if it's going to drop to the forties and thirties in, in September. September. Yeah. So, yeah. The, you know, and by mid October, you know, if it's too cold to have the window open at night, like that's okay. that makes sense to me. Yeah, but yeah, but now like with us, everybody's getting sick and stuff, so it's it's a month. Kids ahead go back of to school. It's yeah, like, and it's school just, starts. It's just like yeah, the germs start flying everywhere. Everyone everywhere. Gets everywhere. Yeah. You see it. You just see it. You just, the older you get, the more you watch. Like the pace of of your area just pick yeah. up your traffic. Your you know commute to work. Yeah. Yep. Everything going to the grocery store, all the events start. Football season kicks off. It's mm-hmm. just, it's events and doing and going and yeah. doing and going, and don't stop until March, essentially. Yeah, you know the holidays. It's, it just gets insane. Chad. It's dude. It yeah, it, the holidays, man. Don't even get me started. I don't even want to freaking think about the holidays. <laughs> I mean, the food's nice, like. The family and the food. Talking about going well, back to the gym here and everything, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, the food, man. It sounds so good. Like mashed potatoes that's why and gravy, turkey, like <laughs> cranberry sauce, stuffing, like my mom's Dutch apple pie. Like, oh, gosh, that's just Thanksgiving. We haven't even started on Christmas or New Year's. So. Better hit the gym, baby. I know. That's why I'm going back to the gym, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm preparing myself for that. That's the way you do it, is you, is you look ahead and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm you like crazy. just don't eat for two months and then you eat one day and, <laughs> and you, you can gain it all back. So, <laughs> or it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm also looking forward to a, a concert coming up in October, depending on when we record our. October episode, I may or may not have the chance to talk about it. So I'm excited to go see Tyler Childers at the Knitting Factory. Should be a good show. He's uh, of the uh, Kentucky down in the holler type music. Gotcha. So roots driven music, I would say. Good friends with Sturgill Simpson. So if you like Sturgill Simpson's music, you're probably going to like Tyler Childers' music. 
so yeah man got a fall fall camp camping and fishing trip coming up here in a couple weeks which i'm pretty excited about i'm sad to see and hear that uh they closed steelhead fishing on the clearwater and snake rivers in idaho oh they did they're not going to make enough not, not enough steelhead are going to make back it's so, interesting which probably means washington's going to follow which means potentially no steelhead fishing at all this fall slash winter which would be a big bummer because it's a big I, deal yeah i just i'm trying to get into steelhead fishing and on a fly rod and i just bought a rod early this year and i didn't get to use it because steelhead season by the time i got it i had like a month left and i just didn't get the time with work and whatnot so that's a bummer if but there's always oregon and washington coast so i'll just make have to make a point to make a trip out there and yeah fish the effort Fish the Pacific waters. Ooh. All right. Get out to the rainforest up there on the Olympic Peninsula. There you go. You ever been there? I have. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was a kid, but yeah. I, you know, like Aberdeen area going mm-hmm. through all there and then up around the peninsula. I'm, at some point, I'm sure we've taken that. Do you think you could take a ferry mm-hmm. back over to our where I'm from over around Bellingham and stuff. So it looks like a beautiful area. It's just like crisp, you know, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And just smells like fresh Northwest air. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't get that everywhere. No, you don't. And, and to get there, if you're driving, you got to drive through pretty much a lot of pines and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it's just a, it's interesting. Yeah. But a bunch of switchback roads. (laughs) We one time we went up. Me and my sister were driving back from, like Aberdeen area, mm-hmm. and we were south of Aberdeen, so we got into Aberdeen to junction out and go home, right to Bellingham. And we got I was driving and I wasn't paying attention, and we ended up going like up the peninsula, like quite a ways before we realized you were going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. I looked I, <laughs> I saw the ocean on my left like cuz we kept we were in woods and we finally hit a little clearing and I look over I was like that's the ocean. We're not we're not supposed to be by, by the ocean anymore. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that was a huge waste of time. But it was beautiful. Yeah, that's all that matters, man. Yeah, it was Sometimes I mean, it was you got to nice go drive. on those drives just to, you know. Yeah. My my heat was broken in the truck at the time though, oh, so, so it was kind of warm. Yeah, that sucks. No, it was it was cold, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, the heat! <laughs> so. I yeah, I, I guess I messed up there and no, uh, just wasn't good. listening very well. Yeah, good man. Uh, what's been new with you, man? Dude, this morning today I went to my first gi class for jujitsu. Okay, and it was awesome. Yeah, and everybody should go start jujitsu. And so you've bought a gi. My a buddy, uh, my buddy, let me borrow one. So okay. and then I had to borrow a belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because they they were out of belts to buy. But um, the uh, yeah, it was interesting. They described it as a horse blanket, you know, because a lot of times when you buy a rash guard, you can get like breathable rash guards and right. stuff. Like my, I have a pair of pants that literally like cools my legs, you mm-hmm. know, and so. I was worried about the claustrophobia a little bit, but it was it was awesome and I loved it and it was it was just nice to see another look at jujitsu and to see how you know, with with no gi, it's so slippery. 
like you better have a good grip strength you know mm-hmm. what i mean and once you get a hold you better not like slide off or let you know yeah and so with gi once you get a grab on somebody like bear hug or whatever just feels a little more secure and it's harder for them like it also means like maybe a little bit more stalemate but i don't know mm-hmm. it all depends on the level so that was awesome I've never worn one because I haven't practiced jiu-jitsu at all, but I remember wearing one when I was in Taekwondo as a adolescent. So, you know, up until I was in fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Yeah. Might have been a little longer than that. But it's a long time though. Yeah, it was <clears throat> I remember wearing a gi. Yeah. But just, you know, we were never on the ground grappling with each other. So I can imagine that's completely different. Well, and yeah, and by the time you're done, you're like, your belt's undone, your jacket's undone. It's just like, you're it's constantly a, it's someone's it. Someone's wrapped it around your neck and officially choked you out. I didn't, I was like, that was one of my anxieties. I was like, I just don't want to get choked out with my own gi <laughs> on my first day of gi. Well, here's the good news. Technically, it's not your gi. It's your buddy's gi, right? So you wouldn't be getting choked out in your <laughs> gi. You'd be getting choked out in That's his actually, gi. So when you buy your own gi, then you have to make sure you never get okay. choked out in your own gi. That's a good point, actually. I didn't really think about it like no. that. That's why I'm here, man. I, no, that's a, it's a really good If you point. were talking to yourself, like... I mean, I, it wasn't even my equipment all day, so, you know, all subs were sub- suspect now. <laughs> Special. That's cool though. Yeah, That's no, cool. Was... Did you uh did they teach you the Peruvian necktie yet or <laughs> I, I don't think I'm quite there yet. Not okay. yet. But okay. the um we were working on the three points of death. Okay. What are those? You go um uh triangle, armbar, kimura from guard. So you just go through each one. Okay. And you do one, two, three, one, two, three on each side. Can you um is there a reason they call them the three points of death? Um, probably. Can you kill someone with each one of those? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the it's pretty much a you're gonna if you do it right, you'll sub them in like the triangle. You could probably kill them. Yeah, I was gonna say if you, then, you held on long enough, you probably could. Yeah, the Kimura probably not. And the armbar. The the armbar I I think could be a potential depending on like. Do yeah. you rupture like a an artery that yeah leads to your heart like in the process? That would be pretty gnarly. But well, and some people get arm bars where both your arms are there, dude. A, and your head's in spa- there too. A sparza, dude. How did that like? Did you see that? Oh yeah, oh it was yeah. Nasty. We dude. were yeah, we were freaking out about. I, that. I was. I thought it was completely broken. I was like, oh my gosh. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Though. Yeah, we'll get there. But so, but that was that's jujitsu. It's been really good, and then. Tomorrow, I'm going to interview for Amalgam this uh, um, ceramic artist. Sweet. Spokane. Yeah, I've been following her on Instagram for a while, and she's just got a really varied style with the things she makes, and she sells it all through um, all like the local shops here. A lot of the makers cool. sell through the same shops. And then um, she has a co-op that she started with some other artists. Nice. It's like a, I think it's a ceramic you know, studio where you can go and do classes or whatever. Or that's cool. Be an artist. Yeah. So that's good to get like back on. Cause it took a little hiatus this summer and just mm-hmm. kind of drop, I mean, drop the ball hiatus, whatever you want to call it. And then, yeah. but it's nice to get like, you know, you know, this as we, you know, have some potentially exciting news down the road, like having the courage to just ask 
because the worst they're going to say is, no, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In best case scenarios, they say yes. Right. And I um, hit this gal up on Instagram. I was just like, hey, uh, this is my podcast. These are the pages. I followed your work for a while. I love ceramics myself. She was just immediately was like, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's Perfect. easy. I was like, oh, well, why did I wait that long? Yeah. You know? Well, and who knows? It could lead to another article about her and her co-op. And then right. it'll be like, oh, Corbin Mendenhall on his Amalgam <laughs> podcast announced that here, so-and-so. Here he is again with his antics. Grace Potter. No, I'm uh, I just, <laughs> I, yeah, I was just throwing that out as a name because yeah. I was thinking of ceramics in a pot and like yeah. the name Grace Potter came into my mind. I don't know why. Sounds like somebody who's like a writer or something like that. Dude, I think it might be. It probably is. What if it's like a look? Wait. Let's just Google it real quick. Is huh? she <laughs> Hold on. Is is she Oh. Is she a local like news analyst? No. Q6. I don't think so. Oh, no, she's or am not I thinking, on the news. Or is or is she a is she a singer? Look look up the name. Oh, you're talking about Grace Potter. Yeah. She's a singer. This is okay. this is making she's a, she's a singer. Oh, American. Okay. Any who's um there's that and um you know, same old, same old man. Not a whole lot. Just work's been pretty busy and it's just been yeah. Hard to like do a bunch of extra stuff. And, oh, okay. I'm going to Bellingham next weekend. So, nice. Yeah. It's not like we're doing nothing, but you know. The whole fam going or just you? Um, I'm going to take kids. Nice. And me, it's just going to be a super chill weekend. Cool. So we uh, watch that UFC card um, over there next Saturday. Nice. So that'll be fun. Um, And uh, yeah, man, not a lot. Me and the kids, we're just gearing up for Halloween. I got, I got to pick their costumes, so they're going to be Link and Zelda from The Legends of Zelda. Awesome. Yeah, and we got all that sorted and get ready for freaking party season, man. <laughs> it begins. <laughs> but that's the that's the intro. That's what's new, man. I Hi. had an idea. It's only been 20 minutes, so I'm going to I'm going to say I had an idea. Maybe we do, maybe we don't do this. There we go. But what if we started to create some sort of like like a playlist or a track list from sh- stuff we're listening to now. Oh yeah. Well and we would say hey what are you listening to now? We Dude, I'll give you something right now. Perfect. People should check this band out. It's already working. I was listening to them earlier today and I was just just jamming to their music. They're just a good jam band. I better get mine ready as well then. Pigeons playing ping pong. Pigeons playing ping pong. Yeah, man. You got to listen to them. Dude. <laughs> They're freaking wild. That should be our freaking episode name, but that's cool. So I got to keep a note now. I've also been listening to, listening to a lot of Grizz lately. Do you know Grizz? feel like I've heard of that. Grizz is like a American DJ, but he also plays the sax. And like incorporates his sax like licks with like, you know, just house sort of DJ music. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Like that's cool. That's what we'll do is we'll just make a page of like if you want to listen to what we're listening to. Yeah. For each episode, this is what it is. Yeah, we could do that. 
You could do that. Because it's easy to share on the story too. Like we can share from Spotify on the Make and Cut Instagram and just be like, this is from episode nine, you know? Yeah. For me, dude, you're going to freaking laugh. Yeah. You ready for this? Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> nah. No, I've been listening. Call me maybe. <laughs> no, I've been listening to sitar music. You know what a sitar yeah, is? Yeah, I know what a sitar is. Okay. Like East Indian music. Yes. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw some guy play it while I ate Indian food in Philadelphia one time. That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. That's, that's badass. It was awesome. He's just sitting here strumming, and this one chick is like dancing, and I'm eating <laughs> like a $150 Indian food meal because it was a swanky place. And yeah, I, I don't think I paid for it, though. I think, <laughs> I think my buddy did because he was like, yeah, you came out to visit me, man. Like, appreciate my it. This, is, this one's on me. It's my treat. And I'm like, dude, I just bought $80 in food. You did too. What the f***? <laughs> I was planning on paying for my portion. And then he's like, no, no, no. I got it all. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, all right. And then we drove across the country. It was pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where, where Philadelphia to Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, okay. A couple stops along the way. Churchill Downs, Louisville Slugger, <laughs> St. Louis Arch. Oh, yeah? We were a race against time trying to get to the Great American Beer Festival. Kind of got there on time, then realized, eh, 150 bucks to get into this thing? We'll just go down to a local brewery instead. Uh, yeah, exactly. So... No kidding. But that was a that was a fun trip. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great trip. I also uh, experienced uh, Gino's and Pat's, the two Philadelphia Philly places. Okay. You know, where where do you get your Philly cheesesteak at? Pat's or Gino's? And you got them both. Oh yeah, you got to. They're okay. literally right across the street from each other, so you go eat one and then you go eat the other. And I was just like, this is awesome. And they're both just looking at each other while they cook them. <laughs> oh yeah. That bastard. And then you walk over and you ask somebody and they're like, why are you asking? Because they're locals and they're like, Geno's is way better. They're Pat's just, is way better. It's all preference. That'd so. be hard to choose, man. Yeah. Especially if you're not from there. Just be like, they're both amazing. They were both amazing. <laughs> if, I, if I had to give it a nod of approval, I'd probably lean towards Pat's. Okay. But Geno's was damn good. It would be like... I just remember it that way. And I'd been drinking, so it could have been the other way around. Okay. <laughs> but... 50-50. Yeah. Oh, my wife and I celebrated our one-year anniversary. Oh. I, I took completely... I, I can't believe I spaced this. Yeah, we had a great time up in Sandpoint. Nice. I surprised her, a little surprise trip up to Sandpoint good, for the weekend. Good on you. And we just had the time of our lives. That's it was good, awesome. Yeah. That's good. It's always good. Congrats. Was, did you, was did you save some wedding cake and eat nah, some wedding cake? No, okay. we didn't do that. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, let's get into it. I okay. wanted to um, start uh, by circling back slash standing corrected on something I mentioned on our last podcast. You guys probably remember and probably like, Trevor, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, the Pac-12 South. Okay, so I said on the last episode that... I didn't think there was a contender outside of Utah in the Pac-12 South, and boy, was I wrong. We are in a very unique scenario where (laughs) 
there's like four three and one teams after, and that's maybe not uncommon to see early on, With but the, yeah, but like the South is a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be. We saw USC upset Utah, right? Yep. Arizona State upset Michigan State a couple weeks ago. Colorado looks like a legitimate contender. So there's just. And, you just and feel like it's the, the beginning of the season totally flipped. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I didn't think that there was going to be like this much competition early on. Like I thought there'd be like a clear cut. This team is the best team in the South, and maybe I was wrong. And and who knows? Like Utah still could very well be the best team in the South, but I just thought that they would roll through it. And you know, most of these teams have maybe played one to two Pac-12 games yet, so yeah. there's still a lot of Pac-12 play to ton to be left but i wanted to correct myself in saying that the pac-12 south is a lot stronger than i thought it was yeah and um yeah usc could very well be like that team that emerges and and that wouldn't be a surprise because usc has always been a strong program yeah um, it's just an attractive place to go play right, ball right um, you're gonna have a leg up head start no matter what well i mean it's the same thing with ucla like there's yeah there's yes Mike Leach said it best after this, you know, last weekend's horrific meltdown. There's not a player on the UCLA roster that everyone in the Pac-12 didn't try to go get or recruit. Yeah, yeah. So they've got players. Where do you want to go play? Right. You're a kid. Where do you want to play? You're a kid. You want to go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. If you like smoking weed. Yeah. And snowboarding. Yeah. Um, and buffaloes. Yeah, and buffaloes. <laughs> And then Arizona's, you know, all right, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Utah. <laughs> um, it was a shake of the, it was yeah. a very, if you couldn't very hear the avid, headphones, avid shake of the head. There's no words necessary. Stanford, probably, if, especially if you want more education, I think. Hey, is that still Stan? Stanford's clearly the, the top tier education wise out of the Pac 12 still, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know USC is technically a private school though, right? That doesn't mean that they're the best academically though. Uh, right, right, right. It just means that you have to pay them most I, to I get into their like, school. Actually, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but to finish what I was saying though, like you could go to Southern California or you could go to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which is Oregon and Washington. So, you know, it's like I don't know. It's kind of the same thing I've always said about UW versus WSU. It's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do if you're a kid? Like, mm-hmm. you better have a better program in those areas, mm-hmm. just because you right. get a more attractive location to go play and yada yada. So, you want to be a doctor? Go to UW. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, they it doesn't surprise me to see them kind of bounce back. UCLA, I feel like they always kind of give Washington schools problems. Well, here's the deal. Chip Kelly, uh, I'll tip my cap to what they accomplished in a short period of time. And I'll tip my cap to him for pulling out all the stops in his playbook because if he didn't win that game, he was looking at 0-4 and potentially, potentially being fired maybe mid-season, depending on, you know, how the next two games went. Like, if they started 0-6 or something like that, like, 
he might not have a job. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I believe UCLA's AD actually just retired. I don't know if that's an actual retirement or if it was kind of like the board being like, hey, you should retire. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. that. But um, hats off to, to Chip Kelly for, for um, Take basically yeah. you know, creating one of the biggest comebacks in college football history. Yeah, dude, I mean. Because didn't uh, QB set a record? Yeah, when your when your quarterback sets a record for I'm spacing on touch- his name right now, Anthony Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. when he when you throw for nine touchdowns, nine touchdowns. Even Leach, they asked Leach, "Hey, has anyone thrown for nine touchdowns?" Like the after at a press conference, like he was getting questions from you know writers, journalists. And they said, "Has anyone ever thrown for nine touchdowns?" under you at any point in your career and he's like i don't think so mm. so and he coached uh crabtree right yeah yeah so he's well, had some was, studs. well yeah but at that time the quarterback was graham harrell okay crabtree was a receiver yeah but yeah but i mean like yeah to score the touchdowns right right, 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 right you right, still yeah. need those corpse but so yeah that was that sucked so yeah trev correct your sh- over there, guy. I know. I got a. I got a hatred of the Pac-12 bull. So. And who knows? Things could change. Maybe yeah, I'm so early. End up being right, like in a couple episodes from now, where it's like the Pac-12 South is a damn. Mess. Yes, <laughs> just right back on. <laughs> we'll find out that. That's what's great about it. We still have a lot of lot of time left in the season. We're only four games in. In football season, NFL or college. I'm just starting to watch more college lately, but NFL. For me, it's always like that. Everybody speculates and speculates and speculates, yeah. and they, you're going to repeat or you're going to get close to what you did last year. And yeah. it's like bad teams are going to be bad, good teams are going to be good, and it it's always just chaos initially. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're seeing. Where do our uh, college football playoff picks stand after the first three to four okay. weeks? What are we? So, some so you had. You had Michigan, Florida, Oklahoma, and Texas? Yeah. Uh, yes. And you had Clemson, Alabama, Penn State, LSU. I don't have anybody that's lost yet. So, I believe you have. So I'm, Two people that have lost. <laughs> two, two teams that have lost. I like how, Michigan, Michigan has taken a big fall from grace. What's funny is is Trev knows all of this already, and he's and he's pretend he's letting me lead this subject or this section right now. I don't know how my teams are doing, <laughs> and he already knows, which is makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, right now you're looking pretty solid, right? No, no losses. No, no losses. Penn State's still my dark horse. Obviously, Clemson and Alabama—they're probably going to be there at the end of it, anyways. And yeah. Call me a homer for taking those two teams, but you didn't. So I know that was your own damn fault. I know it's it's the way the way I like to you know. P- Penn State's got some tough tests coming up. LSU actually, like I might have the top three teams in the nation going into like week eleven. Really, we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out, dude. That that That'd quarterback be- at LSU is the real deal, man. He's right behind uh, Anthony Gordon in yards tossed. I think. Kid who left Alabama, Jalen Hurts. Where's he at now? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. College football. College football, man. So right now, Trev's whooping ass with his picks, but that's good stuff because I need you to whoop ass. 
There's a lot of a lot of season left, like I said. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. what I want. There you go. There we go. Yep. So yeah, Trev's teams. Uh, everybody in I have everybody in the top twelve. Still four in the top twelve and no one's lost. I mean your lowest is Penn State, which is your dark horse. That's twelve. But then mm-hmm. you got Clemson at the top, Alabama number two, and LSU number four. I didn't pick Georgia. So <laughs> you know cool. what? Though, had you had... Okay, so Georgia only beat Texas by seven points. And they were... Like, at one point, I think it might have been... They, their lead might have been 14 or 17 points. But Texas stayed in that game to pretty much the very end. Gotcha. So, look, dude, if you yeah. had picked... If, if that had gone your way, flip, the, flip, flip it around. They win 45 to 38. Texas wins the game. You've got Texas... Up there, you've got Oklahoma up there. You Florida still, still have there. Florida, yeah, you'd still have Florida there. You'd probably be. I mean, the only thing you we got, you we just got to worry about season, bro. Got, you got Michigan down there at twenty, and that, and they just don't, don't look like they're going to be a good. And team I don't know why I picked that team because I don't like John Harbaugh at Jim? all. Jim, yeah, I, hate, I, thought I don't like lo- him so I th- much. I thought I that's why you, I thought name. I thought that's why you picked him. Because you like them so much. No, I, I can't stand him in his stupid permanent markers that match the color of the school or team he's playing for. Mm. You are I the thought most you were going to say the khaki pants. It's all, it's, he wears the same pants. thing every time. Like Steve Jobs of, of coaches. That's who <laughs> that is. He wears the same thing. Hey, to each their own, man. I mean, Pete's got his Nike Monarchs, but that's one thing. But he also chews Big Red. And then the bubble gum, yeah, that's the two. So, yeah, he's got his habits. Can you imagine how superstitious some of these people are? With mm-hmm. their, I mean, anyways. What is that? What are they and saying? And you're on TV Ace all Ventura. the time. I got a linebacker who hasn't, hasn't washed his jock strap in two years because he thinks flies are lucky. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. Anyways. Did they quote? Freaking Ace Ventura at Jiu-Jitsu probably once every two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd fit in just great. Yeah, you I'm would. Not, I'm not going to show up and let you beat me. So No, I wouldn't even <laughs> roll with you. I would let... If I oh, would, what does that mean? Am I too fat for you, Corbin? No, I freaking... Too f- fat? I don't want... Is that what you're saying? No, I don't want that to come between Prick. our podcast. Prick. I want you to learn from the people... I, honestly, I just want you to go get your ass kicked by the people who've been kicking my ass the whole time for the last year and a half. Oh, I just sit there and is. watch. I don't need to do it. I just watch. And, and just like, laugh. And just like, yes. Laugh. Get him. Yeah, do that. Do another triangle. Anyways. So right. from uh, college football to the pros, right? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of season to talk about, so we kind of just got to keep cruising. Where are we at? Where are we at? 40 minutes. We're doing just fine. Of course we are. All right, to the pros, the biggest story of the year thus far. Do you want to start with that, or do you want to talk about the news? Oh, we should circle back a little bit. This, this is something I want to talk about. I'll start this. I'll lead this off. Is okay. this cool? Yeah. Because I, I want to say that it's my job to edit these podcasts. It's my job to publish them. And so when we talked about Jadavian Clowney, the rumors had just started in our last episode, and by the time I published it, it was old news. He was already on the team, and the excitement began. Yeah. So yeah. we've come up with a new strategy of a way to time these a little bit, what we're going to talk about to be like a little bit more flexible and yeah. all of that. So 
little awkward last episode, but at the same time, it is what it is. Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that. But to be fair, like when we were talking about it, I felt like I was very casual and talking about that rumor because i didn't think that it, would it was gonna work come to fruition yeah like i thought that yeah and the way we were gonna have to out. give up too much and i'm like wait a second we just got rid of frank clark who had a you know maybe not even really like from a salary cap standpoint i was just kind of, it was a head scratcher to me yeah but then i think that like the injuries to ziggy Ansah and like Jaron Reed, you know, that whole, they didn't know that was going to happen. And then LJ Collier getting hurt in camp. I think they probably were like, we're down like three starters. And they love to have what, what depth are we, there. What, yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah. So then it became much more of a, okay, this is looking like it could be a very real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the way it happened, I mean, if people don't know, the Texans are paying half of half of his salary. For this year, mm-hmm. which he's not playing for them. And we're getting him on a year where he's in a contract year, so he's going he's he's to probably going to try to ball out. And so he, he looks so good right now. He does look great. He yeah, looks he's, so he's good. He's made an impact for sure. Um, and what we had to give like away for it was like... Dude, let me look that up again. It was Barkevius Mingo yes. and another player... Yes. And then I think we swapped picks or something like that. Yeah. And it yeah, and it the, was in, what some analysts said was highway robbery. Yeah. Like the Seahawks made out fantastic. Yeah. There's a new one coming. You were you were saying that the Luke well, Wilson trade. Yeah, so well, we signed we, Luke we, Wilson. Yeah, so we signed Luke Wilson today, but that yesterday we traded Nick Vanette, right. a tight end for I believe it was a fifth round pick to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just lost Vance McDonald. Mm-hmm. That sucks because he was my fantasy tight end. I, I, was, I was really looking forward to some production. I've waited this long to get a red vine. Uh, you got to have a red vine, man. You got to do it. That's why they're there. So they were, I think the Steelers were pretty banged up at the tight end position already behind Vance McDonald. So they didn't have a ton of depth. And needed some help there. So we traded Vanette to the Steelers for a fifth round pick. And I think, I think, because rumors have been circling and the Seahawks have virtually been in on every single like free agent high profile player that wants out or that's been a free agent or whatever it may be, I think that that move for the pick is because they're going to probably try to make a move for Jalen Ramsey. From the Jags. The from the Jags back, right? to try to shore up that secondary. And if they get Jalen Ramsey, I mean, because I could totally see him be, you know, be willing to part ways with the Jags want at least one first-round pick, at least one. So knowing Schneider and Pete, like Schneider's always about, Oh, I, if I can get a pick back from somebody, I can go find someone that has talent in the fifth round. I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for years. Guys that come in, contribute, start. I mean, talk about how many studs. Doug Baldwin. Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman. Like you know, like, Russell was in the third. Yeah. So he can find value in those later rounds. I think that to him now, it's more of just like, if I can just get a pick, and then I, can, I have to part ways with a first-round pick, 
but then I can trade my way back up. Yeah, you know, you know they're like he's work he's that just out. he's the magic man, dude. Dude, like, they always now end you up, see me, now you don't. When and then in the draft they'll just trade down if the person they want is still there, right? And they're like, yeah, give me two more. Yeah, take this one, and give me two more. Yeah, you need that guy. I don't care. Yeah, I want those two back there. Yeah, and then uh, it's just it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Okay, geez, man, our kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I did see that they waived Gary Jennings Jr. today. Which okay. kind of sucks because they just drafted him and they yeah. spent a fourth round pick on him. But you know, you, you got to expect and that a couple to fall. That could have right? been because they had to sign Wilson. That could have been like a, hey, we have to waive you, or we're waiving you. We'll probably they might cut somebody on the practice squad and then re-sign Gary Jennings Jr. to the practice yeah. squad, try to develop him more because yeah, you, you know, if they like guys, they'll keep them around forever. Right. I mean, I, there's this. Got a kid a long time ago, BJ Daniels. We took him from the Niners, and he was a quarterback. Yeah, but they just kept him around because he was so athletic, so willing to work. They right. ended up catching some passes for us at some point. Yeah, or trying to return some kicks. Maybe they'll they'll sit on guys. They'll yeah. they'll make weird moves. Yeah, they're doing them. they're kind of doing that with like Ursula right now. Like I was yeah. hoping to see Ursula like contribute right away. But I think that they're just going to be like, dude, let me develop you for like a year. Yeah. You acclimated to the game speed of the NFL and like, you're going to be set, man. Which so, I hope, I hope that's the case. Cause he had him, he had a great preseason. I think he's, I think he can be a, one of those guys that could emerge like Doug Baldwin did after, mm-hmm. you know, he spent some time. Um, yeah. Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, Lockett. Yeah. Um, well, Lockett kind of came out the gates ready to, ready to fire, but, Dude, uh, Metcalf, man. Yeah, dude. He's balling. He's he's playing like he a grown good. man out he there, looks dude. Good. He looks real good. Catching balls while he's getting tackled by two people. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to see that. I just like the fact that I've noticed that we're willing to throw the ball more this season than we have been in the past, and I think he he's, plays a big part in that. Obviously, Tyler's had a pretty good start to the season, too. Yeah. So. It's it's exciting and Disley Disley's playing dude real all, well. All the people with hands have been playing well. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and Russ has been looking mm-hmm. good when he can throw. Carson's put the ball on the ground a couple times. Dude, just, he's got to get frustrating. Well, I'm I'm my question to you. Is, he's benched, right? Well, Penny's hurt now. But what about Procise? Well, about he, all the depth he, we yeah, we to, well, we know? have depth there, but CJ's like the type of guy that's we're gonna use him on third downs and like passing plays. He's just like. He's not the workhorse back. Yeah, because he. I think before he even went to Notre Dame, he was like a DB or a receiver out of high school. Okay, he wasn't even a running back. And then Notre, oh. Notre Dame turned him into a running back because he was like the most athletic person on their team. Yeah. So. Okay. So we still need a three-down back. Well, Carson can be that. He's just you know he's fumbled the ball too much for how early in the season it is, and I think it's like a reality check. Like, hey, dude, you know. That can't happen at all. But uh, Pete's always the type of guy where he's like, he can get past that. I feel like he's the type of coach where you can get past that. And he's just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And like, you know, it gets, if he continues to put the ball on the ground every single game, then that's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be one of those, well, we need to address this and we're probably going to, you know, give Rashad more snaps this next game because. We can't trust you right now. The rock, bro. Yeah. 
So we'll see. Okay. So the Hawks at home, we just lost in New Orleans, which yeah. we were saying not a huge. I mean, it sucks because it's at home, but New Orleans probably should have made it to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but they didn't have Drew Brees. And yeah, but Br- Alvin, it was a sh- rainy ass game. Yeah, it was a running back game. Yeah, no, Carson couldn't stay on his feet. Like he kept having issues slipping. Kamara had a couple times where he was slipping too. It was a okay. wet. It was a wet field. But yeah, they still have weapons. And I, I said that before going into the game. Like I said, I had a buddy that was like, "Oh, you guys are, you guys are gonna be three zero after this week." And I'm like, "Dude, the Saints still have weapons, and Teddy Bridgewater has won ball games in this league. So don't, yeah. don't think for one second that this is gonna be like a cakewalk at home. Like it's no. not. You don't I think, the, I think the, the Saints and think it's the spread easy. was five and a half, and my buddy was like, "The Seahawks are sure to cover that, right?" I'm like, uh, yeah. "Don't be so, don't be so sure." Like, it is the first half of the season. Yeah. And it was just a bad weekend overall for, for, for football. Yeah. The Cougs, you know, blew a 32-point lead. Yep. The, uh, the Hawks did not play well. My parents and my sister both was, went to Eastern Washington. So oh, yeah. Naturally, they, got they, 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 got, they lost to Idaho. So it's, it's, it was just a bad weekend for football over here in the eastern, well, on the Washington, western side. Yeah. UW won. Congratulations, Husky fans. Yeah. Um, so, your Love dad. Your dad for you guys. Yeah, dad. my dad's like, your dad's. You watch the dog game? No, I didn't watch the dog Why game. Why would I watch? <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you watch the dog game? He's, uh, he's always, what the, he, he's, he backs off a little more. What time do the Hawks play? He's like, then he'll start talking about the Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough loss. Uh, I, yeah. I I say this: I'd rather get that out of the way now than yes. see that happen in week eleven, week twelve. When you come, when the, when the play, when, yeah, when the playoffs are more on the line. Yeah, you know, better to get it that type of loss out of the way early on in the season. To a tough team in a, sh- a in tough a shite team, yeah. conditions. Yeah. So 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 a little crazy news around the. Around, you want to start with the negative or the uh, the? We'll positive? start with the negative and okay. lead into the positive. Antonio Brown is is bonkers, man. Dude, the guy is just out of his mind. And it's like see- every day there's some new video that surfaces yeah. about his past, and it's like outside of like the sexual assault allegations, and it just it's crazy to me. And he really needs it's it's a sad situation. Something's yeah. going on where he needs help. And look. You know, there's who knows what was involved there. I just think like anybody with that hairstyle and that mustache, <laughs> like something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Like no one and clearly no one's around him to tell yeah. him like that haircut looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a style. You look like the old dirty bastard. Mm-hmm. You, you look terrible. It kind of reminds me when Connor was running around. It was right around the Khabib fight. And so he just, a lot of the stuff that's coming out for him was happening then too. You know, you just don't hear about it until months later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sexual assault allocations, freaking punching the old dude in the bar and stuff like that. It's just like, you look at them and you look at their, the way they're, um, costuming themselves mm-hmm. for the world and it's kind of like when you look back in retrospect you're like of course you know look at look at him look at him he looks like he wants to be in a freaking gangster movie you know 
Connor had this like zero fade haircut and then just like this little puff up here. And I was like, you're definitely snorting coke, man, if you think that's a good haircut. And like, why is none of your friends telling you don't do that ever again? Yeah. Anyways. It's it's just nuts to see like, I mean, the guy goes from 30 million guaranteed. Yeah, the biggest Raiders, story Ra- of the Oscars. Raiders, yeah, Raiders, you know, cut ties with him. Pat sign him, has 9 million guaranteed. And then like the Friday before he's due that 9 million, they're like, yeah. We're not. They they've done their due diligence to like also investigate, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with this. So then he's like, the most he's guaranteed this year is 158k. Which hey, you know, I'd take 158k personally, but for that guy, he's probably that's not like, gonna pay for all the stuff he already well, he's money on. Pretty sure he's got like five children too. So I mean, you know, trying to like. Kids are expensive, just expensive in general, you know? Like Especially when you live in a mansion in California or you live in a gosh, dude, custom There was some house. video that I saw like that surfaced that how he just destroyed this condo in like Miami and was like throwing furniture out like fifth story, sixth story like window. It was like he's just throwing furniture out off of this like condominium complex. I'm like, and he, he just, Totally destroyed the inside of it. Apparently, they had to repaint. They had to re like Dude. redo the like wood floors. I guess it was it was bad. This guy's insane. It's just there's it's one thing after another, man. It's like like I said, it's it's sad more than anything. He just need he needs help. He needs help. Yeah, like therapy. And it could be, dude. It could be. I'm not gonna lie. It could be early signs of CTE. It really could. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that has CTE has like totally. I mean, it it turns people into different people, that the a person that they weren't before. Right. So, and he's been hit a few times. He's been hit a few well, times. If you play football for your whole career. It doesn't you know? Well, remember that. when Vontaze Perfect just took his freaking head off? Yeah. It's funny the um. I think we might have talked about this on a group text, but uh, yeah, Fontes Perfect was the guy that held him back when him and Mayock were going at each other in, yeah. in, in Oakland. And I just kind of laughed at that because it's like, dude, that's the same guy that like completely decapitated yes. you. Like, <laughs> Took your helmet and put it and in. Was, and was fined and suspended for it, I believe. So One of those hits. Yeah. One of those. Now it's like he's the same guy that's holding you back from like, you know. your GM. Was it the GM? Uh, who, yeah, who? it was it, Mike Mayock's the GM. He called him a cracker. Yeah, dude. The the Nike poster where it's Antonio Brown and the Nike sign. <laughs> him crackers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's so funny. That's that's pretty good. All right. Now on a more positive note, should we move on? Yeah, man. Minshew Madness. It's always fun to see a Coug have success Dude. in the NFL, man. And on a scale like this, this is like he's getting just keeps he, growing. Oh, dude, he's getting so much attention, it's nuts. The adult entertainment like endorsement was like all time, man. How <laughs> what many, is, I haven't heard of this. You, have, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, okay, so some of the listeners, probably most of the listeners know this already, but if you don't, 
uh, a adult entertainment company wrote a letter to Gardner Minshew asking him if he would, um, well, they found out that he likes to do like a exercise stress slash stretch in nothing but his jock strap and like aviators. Yeah. And so they asked him if he would like to lead a like exercise class on their website, a live streamed exercise class, and he could wear nothing but his jock strap or do it naked if he chose. Like, oh, you could, you could do it for a million dollars. No way. It was a million dollar endorsement, dude. Is the league gonna let him do it? I don't know. I mean, what do you do? I do it, and you don't have to do it naked. You could just do yeah. it with a jock strap. Yeah. And then the league would probably definitely let you do it. Just, I'll just put an NFL jock strap on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're gonna want the brand associated with an adult entertainment site, but uh, uh, well, wait, isn't there? Wasn't um. Wasn't there a, a adult entertainment company bidding on a on a stadium? I didn't know that. I don't know what sport or whatever. It was just one of those like you know trending on topics, news, or whatever. Gillette. <laughs> I don't know if it was football or what. It's got to be. It's got to be something that's not that. Like I don't know. You just like baseball. You don't think baseball would ever do that? Mm-hmm. Maybe hockey. Maybe hockey. Now, now you're getting yeah. That makes way more sense. Let me look it up. Oh, by the way, while we're on the quick topic of hockey, and we'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. Remind me at the end. I'll share some some closing notes that you should be aware of, or the listeners should be aware of. Do, 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 do. I'm really off tune there. Sorry, guys. Okay. okay. This just happened like 10 days ago. Adult entertainment site bids $10 million to rename stadium to the BBC. Uh, Scroll down. Is this it? is the worst website in the world. I think the uh, link... <laughs> I think the link... Above that was uh, Bang Bros, huh? Interesting. Announced on Twitter, the NBA Miami Heat. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. They would nickname the Bang Bros Center. The, the BBC. Dude. They're bidding $10 million? Just to rename it. Oh my gosh! It doesn't seem like that. Much. I don't. I don't think the league would let it happen, would they? Nah, there's no, no way. way. Not there's for ten no, million. There's no way. Now, if they were, I don't like, even we'll think give you fifty million. The league would be like, let's freaking sign this deal, <laughs> <laughs> which just like goes to show it's just a matter of money. And LeBron is coming back to Miami. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq shows up. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> oh man, we got off topic there. Uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is absolutely... He's tearing it up. He's just tearing it up, Because Foles went down, right? Yeah, so Foles got injured, broke his collarbone week one. Minshew came in, actually played pretty well. He threw um, a touchdown, right? I think he threw two. In his first game, all right. It's a, it was at least one, might have been two. And he's thrown two touchdowns in each game. He's been a great game manager. He's been incredibly accurate. But I was I was having a conversation with a friend who was like, a Jags fan, 
And he goes, dude, I can't believe like the throws he's making. And I go, dude, when you throw the ball 60 times a game in college, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So, and he's just a gamer, man. He just goes out there. He has fun. Like he, well, he said it good because he was like, my entire career I've had to play, like I might never get a chance to again. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's in the, the highest level you could ever reach. Right. And he's not wasting it. He's not, yeah. he's not, this isn't Johnny Manziel, you know? Yeah. This is freaking. He's soaking up the moment. This is Tim it's, Tebow. It's, it's great. I'm, I'm happy for him. And I really like, I'm excited to see like how the rest of the season pans out because I mean, a collarbone injury, at best, I would say maybe like week 10 is probably like a, and it could be even later than that, that like yeah. foals could potentially come back. But collarbone injuries are one of those ones where it's like, you got to throw, right? So how comfortable are you throwing? And what kind of pain is it in? And it's like, okay, if I take another hit this season straight to it, it's going to break again. So... Do you sit the whole season? Let yeah, this rookie gets yeah, some chops. Like, yeah, because if you if you bring if Foles gets back in like action, then you, and let's say Gardner goes and takes him into like playoff contention after ten weeks, do you make a switch? I don't think you do. Oh no! I mean, you've paid the money to Foles, so you probably have to like put him out there. But at the same time, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's you were a, right. He threw two touchdowns his first game, threw yeah. one touchdown second game, and two more in the third game. He's only thrown one pick, and that was in that third game. So he's gone six, six, six touchdowns, five touchdowns, five touchdowns, one, one interception. Pick. Yeah, for you know a guy who expected to sit on, and the they've bench. got a good defense too. The Jags have a good defense, so all, he Jags. just he just has to like, I mean, manage the game. He just has to manage the game. Yeah. He just has to make his throws, manage the game, do what he did for us at WSU. The nice thing about him is he got so much attention at WSU. And yeah. then Minshew Mania started there. Yeah. So, like, he just, it was good for him. That meme of Tom Brady at the podium and then Gardner Minshew, we oh, yeah. won. And it's Gardner Minshew there, like, gave him some generic, like, Jags polo because yeah. he's not good enough to get all the cool shit yet. And then. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, so he's got the perfect haircut. One of these quarterbacks is 43. One of them is 23. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? It yeah. meant you look like a straight-up coach. Yeah. Because that polo wasn't doing him any favors. But, yeah. But yeah, he'll get it sorted now. It's ex- it's an exciting time for um, Jags fans, for Minshew, for Coog fans. We also have Luke Falk, who's starting for the Jets now. Yeah. Probably the rest of the season. Yeah, um, or until Darnold in... comes back from mononucleosis, crazy. Yeah, I got mono was when I was in fifth grade. Really? Yeah, I was out for like three weeks. I didn't go to school for three weeks. I I think that I like at one point there was like question of like, is you he get held be... back? Yeah, yeah. Because like, at a certain point you just yeah. haven't been long enough. Yeah, that's scary, man. Yeah, it was uh, one of those not so great uh, situations. But and and mono's crazy, man. Like. Some days you'll feel like back to normal, and then like two days later, you're just like, oh, I'm so tired and like just lethargic and nauseous. And like, that sounds terrible. It's just, it just draining you. Like, the only way you can get better is just like literally rest, kind of like pneumonia. Yeah. But it can last a hell of a lot longer. Depending on when Darnold comes back, I mean, Folk's going to be the starter until then. And I really hope. Well, it's cool because it sheds light on that program at least. Like, he can make 
professional caliber quarterbacks yeah. there. Yeah. Like, might not be defense, you know, the defensive right. players coming out of WSU, but anyway. There's a couple, though. There's a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, def- um, defensive linemen. Yeah. Hercules Mataafa is playing for the Vikings. That's That's true. Yeah. So, um, all right. That's pretty fun stuff for Gardner. It's been an injury-plagued start to the season, I can tell you that. There's been so many damn injuries. Yeah, this list is pretty gnarly. I mean, gosh, who? if you sort it by IR, that gives you like a really good idea. of. Yeah, so look at it. Like, oh. Those are all the people that are on IR. That is huge. It's nuts, dude. But like, there's been some huge names that have already gone down for like, like Tyreek Hill is hurt right now. Drew Brees is hurt. Uh, AJ Green is hurt. Foles. Foles is hurt. Um, keep keep going. I'm like trying to like David Njoku is on IR. So the Browns lost Njoku. He broke his wrist and got a concussion at the same time. Dude. Um. Yeah, there's Njoku right there. Uh, gosh, who else? Um, I just saw, oh, Keanu Neal, who tore his Achilles, like, last year, like, broke something just the other day. If you go to Atlanta, you scroll up to, like, Atlanta's injuries, he's done for the season again. Back-to-back season-ending injuries within the first, like, two weeks of football. That's terrible, man. Yeah. He's the new, uh... Oh, wow. Didn't know this. Russell Okung is on IR with a pulmonary embolism. That's scary. Roethlisberger. Yep. Big Ben. There's been so many injuries, like big time, high profile injury. Saquon is done for probably eight weeks. Yeah. That's probably murdering people's yeah. fantasy. That sucks if you spent the pick on that. If uh, everyone's listening right now, the guy you want to pick up is Wayne Gallman. Wayne He's going to be the guy that takes you to your promised land if you believe in the Giants running game. Jermaine Curse is on IR. Saquon Barkley. So, surprise teams. We wanted to talk about NFL standings and some teams that are surprising where they're at. And the first one you picked right out of the gate was the Niners. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see him start 3-0. I mean... And then the, you pointed out the 96 Well, yeah, four. that's that's the... Pretty impressive part here is that if you look at points forced, they're fourth in the league in points forced. So they've scored; they can score points, um, or, or one point behind fifth, I guess. If the Cowboys are ninety-seven, right? Yeah, because in the other in the other conference, I think it's like some the Patriots are like at a hundred and the AFC six, so and then your score points. Chiefs and... have one hundred and one. Ravens have one hundred and ten. Yeah. So yeah, those like. They're in the top five yeah, for points for us, which, which is, is nuts. Pretty solid. So, and they have weapons. Um, Kevin Garoppolo back probably hurt or probably helps a lot. Yeah, because um, I know that hurt them a lot this last season. So the Lions, the and, Lions are kind of a surprise yeah. team at two two zero oh, and one. They tied a game with uh, Arizona Week One, I think. Yep. <clears throat> that's that's a, and they've beaten two solid teams in my opinion in the Chargers and the Eagles. Yes. You know, like I think the Eagles could probably be said as like a you know, one of the better NFC teams 
when they're firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. I know that they've been banged up a little bit um, as well, but shoot, I mean, and maybe they're not as good as uh, we think that they're going to be this year. They've dropped a game to Atlanta and they dropped a game to uh, Detroit. Detroit yeah. So, but I think that, that I don't know that they'll the Lions will be there at the end with the way that division is. I mean, you got the Packers who the Packers defense has come a long way in a short period of time. Patton has got those guys with some of the losses they've, you know, veteran losses they've had throughout the years. Well, week one, they showed it too against the bears. Like that defense looked great. Aaron Rodgers for the first time in his life. Didn't go, didn't have to go win the game for him. Yeah. The Packers defense did against the Bears. So that's a good sign for them. Yeah. So it's huge. It's it's still very early in the season. I mean, we're only yeah, through three weeks. Football's um, crazy at the beginning of the season. You know, by the time the next time we talk, we're probably gonna be at week eight, right? <laughs> so halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. Um, or talking about, you know, the upcoming week eight. Yep. But yeah, I think that uh there's a there's the bills are surprising too, but they haven't the the fact that they're three and zero, but they haven't the strength of schedule the strength of schedule is not great. Yeah, they've played some basically all losing teams. So when they play the Patriots this weekend, we'll see what happens. I mean, if they can somehow slow down that incredible offense that the Patriots uh, always seem to have. God, dude, can't believe Josh Gordon's tearing it up for them now. Yeah. I thought he was he didn't play last year right uh towards the end towards the end he did Mm -hmm. so he's got his shit together he's Mm -hmm. playing now yeah of course it's for the Patriots which is crazy that they brought Antonio Brown in because I I figured I was like that seems like a bad bad situation for Josh Gordon who's tried to like rehabilitate himself yes to be a better person you bring in Captain Crazy yeah exactly so, good, uh, Dude, good riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah, exactly. A man, a can of plan. Say, sorry, Trev. Trev says it, and I hit record and say, "A man, a can of plan." A man, a can of plan. We reminiscing about college again. College. <clears throat> All right, my favorite subject: the major league baseball. And hey, he's coming around that. Tell us everything you know, Corbin. Hits it into the left. Tell us everything you know about Major League Baseball. Right Right now, I know the Mariners won a game, and you informed me to the worst team in the league. (laughs) So the Mariners aren't the worst. And then we looked at the conference standings, and the Mariners at 66 wins would actually be, you know, arguably in the middle of the. AL Central. AL Central. Yeah. White Sox have 69, and they're in third place. So, I mean, it's not like the Mariners are the worst team in the league this year, but pretty terrible. Hold on. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't be saying this as a Mariners fan. Oh, that's too bad for Zach Greinke. Who- Zach Greinke loses, loses his no-hitter in the ninth. Oh. Houston wins 3 nothing. Oh, man. Yeah, so... That happened tonight. You know what's exciting, though? What we can talk about with Mariners baseball? Kyle Lewis. Okay. The guy is an absolute phenom. Okay. 
What's, what is he? First play? player to homer in six of his first ten professional baseball games. So he's already setting records. He was not supposed to be called up. He was playing at double A ball. There was injuries to players within the organization. There were players within the organization, not only on the Mariners roster, but also at the AAA level. They were getting ready to actually send him back to Arizona for Arizona Fall League. Okay. And they called him up instead. And like his first three games, he hits home runs. And they're like, what the heck? Yeah, like this why kid. Is, why why, yeah, like then within his first 10 games, he'd hit six. Six bombs. The kid is an absolute stud. He's the future of the organization. It's awesome when you find stuff like that. Like you, you feel like that major piece of your franchise can put butts in seats now. Oh, yeah. That's I'm huge... sure jersey sales have already taken yeah. off. Yeah. Assuming he's going to wear number 30, because when you get called up as like, yeah, maybe that's not your number, but like it's what got assigned to you because you're still the rook. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you don't have full say and you don't have like. Yeah. Your Gardner Minshew getting handed a Jaguars polo instead of. Right. I like Minshew's wearing 15. Well, that's probably because someone else is wearing 16. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, uh, nah, never mind. I'm not going to do it. But that Giants quarterback. Didn't he have a pretty good, the New York Giants quarterback, didn't he have a pretty good debut taking over? For Daniel Eli? Jones? Yeah. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. They said his jersey sales were just like, Interesting. That. New York, you know. Unique New York. <laughs> That's how Trev warmed New, up. New York unique. When he we did our little. Unique New York. Prep for the uh, beginning of. La, 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 la. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> So do you want to talk about any the playoff hunt? Players? Yeah, I mean we're we're uh, in the hunt. There's only four games left for most teams in the regular season of the Major League Baseball season. So yeah, it really looks like the the playoff picture is pretty, pretty much already set because most teams in just about each division they're there's just not really like a clear. Damn, the Rays got. The Indians can't make enough of a push to win the Central. They've already, yeah, Twins have already clinched the division. But how come it's, it's so all the this wild is, cards this, are in the National League? Oh, because I don't understand the seeding for this. Do they do it better in baseball, seeding playoffs? Mm-hmm. They do it better? I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, not every division is guaranteed to So the Rays the are going to get in. The Rays will get in. Um. Oh, okay. They just haven't clinched it yet, because it's um clinch wild card. So one of these guys is going to be the wild card, and one of these guys is going to clinch. The no, division. no, they're like see how it's orange for both the Brewers and Cardinals. Yeah, they've both clinched a wild card spot. Oh, because no one in the NL West or the next best team after the Nationals is not good enough. They're not they're out of contention. Okay. And there's gonna be six teams total, I think. You got five. Yeah, so the Yankees, the Rays, Twins, Indians, and then the Astros and Athletics, I would imagine. And then in the NL, Braves, Nationals, Cardinals, Brewers, Dodgers. Gosh, I don't know, like who the sixth team is gonna be. 
I already feel like I know more about baseball just from this little bit. Well, that's good. Talking about how they merit the playoffs and stuff in the division. If you can start to look at the divisions and then you look at the rivalries within the divisions, you can start to zoom out a little more and mm-hmm. in, in, in like schedule building for the NFL and stuff. Once you start learning that, it's like, ah, man, it starts to, is, you, you start to see seasons in a longer yeah. scope. But the Brewers are surging. The Astros have a couple 20 game, 20 game winners in them. Garrett Cole hasn't won his 20th officially, but maybe he will before the end of the regular season. I think that a lot of people are probably going to say that Boston and the Yankees are... Well, hold on. Go back. Boston fell from earth, right? Like, they were... Yeah, they just had a real bad second half of the season. Holy smokes. Yankees Rays, huh? My prediction is Houston and L.A. for the World Series. Houston and L.A. for the World Series? I'll write that down. It doesn't matter because, like, it's not, like, that great of a pick. I mean, I'm picking 200 game winners, so. But if the Brewers continue to surge, they've won nine of their last ten. It's a great way to finish the season going into the playoffs. Uh, Then the Brewers could potentially cause some problems, but we'll see. That's only in the NL. I don't really see. I see the Astros taking care of the Yankees in, let me see the records again. 102 and 57. 103 and 54. Mm. Yeah, assuming the Astros stay ahead of the Yankees in wins losses, I see Houston taking care of the Yankees in it in six. I don't even think it goes to seven games. Yep. Sorry, Yankees fans. <laughs> Moving along. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, it's Mama going. time. Mama. 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 So the most recent pay-per-view card was Habib Namakamadov versus Dustin Poirier, UFC 242. And the main or co was Paul Felder and Edson Barbosa. The earlier fights were really good. Um, Islam Makachev, he got a win. Yeah, that was against... Um... Was it Ramos? Yes. Okay. Davi Ramos. And Ramos is that jujitsu expert. Yeah, they, they had a good grappling match. Yeah. And uh, also, kind of, I mean, it, there were some striking points too, but Makachev. He just kind of looked more rounded as a. You can MMA tell he's fighter. been wrestling. Yeah, he's just. Yeah. He was, he was not afraid to wrestle with the guy. Which, no, I mean, he practices with Habib yeah. constantly. Dude, it's funny. I watched uh, one of those. It was like I think it was a Will Harris Anatomy of a Fighter type production where they the Will de- Harris or Walt Harris. I don't know. I have to double check that. I thought it was Will, but it might be Walt. But um, anyways, they're in Dagestan in their Khabib's camp. They're playing basketball, but they're not dribbling, and so. They're like kind of playing like a form of like flicker ball basketball, like handball, almost, where you can run and pass and shoot still, but there's no dribbling. And so, but they're all you know wrestlers and fighters. So they're getting chippy and fighting. And at one point, the camera just pans over, and there's a whole game going on. And 
Khabib and Islam Makhchev are wrestling because they're arguing about something that happened in the basketball game. And it's like, can you imagine how often that happens constantly with that entire... Oh, yeah. Like, just... You settle everything by a wrestling match, and you just get... You have so much... I mean, they have just as much ego as any other human being out there. So it's like, they, it, it's funny. It was so funny. Yeah. Because they're just going at it. And Khabib's <laughs> yelling at him because of something he did in this half basketball game. They're not even playing real basketball. And Khabib's dad's out there yelling at him. So he, they're just pissed off wrestling each other? Yeah. That's because hilarious. of something like somebody fouled somebody or something. Like, And the way they solve it is just get after it. Anyways. Islam Makhchev looked good. Yeah, he looked and, great. And then the Paul Felder, Edson Barboza fight, that called was crazy. It. And you called it correct. Yeah. It's interesting to me that we've got two cards in a row where you've got a split decision that, uh, you know, the fans, everybody's pretty pretty split on that. And we talked about it in the moment Yeah, because of Felder's ability to deal damage while he was on his wherever. back. Yeah. yeah so. He was on his back splitting him open. Yeah. And I just don't think that like one of the takedowns maybe it happened at the very end of yeah. the fight. And it, it was wasn't like a any, takedown any, to slash, stop the damage. Slash popped right back up. Like Felder popped yeah. right back up or something I thought. But Well yeah. from Barboza it was like one of those takedowns where I'm just like I just don't want to like stand anymore. I yeah. want to get a takedown and get some points. Well and it was the strike differential in the last round that did it and Yeah. What happens when judges are judging a three-round fight? They're always going to remember what most recently yeah. happened. So yeah. I think that that's what kind of... And, and we've talked about that. Didn't we say that that, that moment? Like you're freaking, We've talked about that before, yeah. Yeah, like if you can, if you can keep the pace and the pressure mm-hmm. for three rounds, whatever damage you took in the first mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, yeah. you know? Yeah. But... I don't know. It's just it's tough with the it's tough with those decisions sometimes. They can just be you just you kinda of scratch your head, but yeah. It also depends who you're rooting for. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause I like Paul Felder. I didn't pick him, but I like him. Right. So Yeah, I I'm I'm excited to see what he gets next because yeah. I don't think he's gonna take anything less than a top four fighter, top five fighter. Yeah. Um, which He's probably in the top five now. He's got to um, be moving up. I mean, it, the most recent loss, he went up and wait to Mike Perry, and he broke. He fought with a broken hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like Max fighting Poirier, going up and wait his first right. time. It's like how much weight do you put on that bout? Let me get out of this. Let me get Felder. I think that he was like. Maybe willing to like didn't he didn't you mention Connor? He's mentioned Connor, he went Gaethje, and um there was another one. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. It was a great fight though. Good card. Um, interesting in Abu Dhabi, the main event. How did you feel like, what did you think Dustin was going to do going into it? And how do you feel like he did? I, 
I thought that he was going to be able to maybe, and this is crazy to say, but I thought that he might be able to create enough distance between him and Habib mm-hmm. with like leg kicks <clears throat> and maybe just his boxing. Yeah. That it was going to be difficult for Habib like right away to just take him down. But pretty much every round, you know, that wasn't the case. Um, if you <clears throat> watch Poirier's last three fights, which I did, and I wanted so, I wanted so badly to pick him. Mm-hmm. And I was really scared picking Khabib. I was like, dude, Poirier might have it. Like, mm-hmm. he might have the tools. Yeah. Because the way he fought Gaethje, mm-hmm. what he did to Max... And he's a he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yeah. black belt too. Yeah, and so he's not it's a like slouch on the ground. Yeah, he's not a slouch on the ground. Like if you want to tr- test him, go ahead. So it was just like, dude, he looks good right now. Mm-hmm. He looks good. And it's crazy because he he didn't do better than Connor. You know, yeah, like, like which, whatever. Let's not say much. Third round, of third round, round, to fourth round. Yeah, but I mean, his la- Habib's last what three fights. Have gone to the fifth, fourth, and third. It's not like he can in that Iakinta fight, the fifth. Yeah, it was very obvious that he was like, "This is in the bag. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to need, do anything need to spectacular. Do anything. Yeah, I don't need like to do I anything. can just like f- it. I'm here. Yeah. You know, that's what I got the vibe out of that Iakinta fight. And yeah. then the Connor fight, it was like there's a sense of urgency. And then the Poirier fight, it was like, I'm in Abu Dhabi. My dad's here for the first time ever. Like, right. this is not going to go any other way than the way <laughs> I want it to go. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. The, the scary part now is if Tony can't get it done, who do you throw at Khabib? Well, he's already, didn't he say that he only wants to fight two more times before he retires? Oh, really? That's what I thought. Okay, I good for him. I mean, what I, else does he have to prove? I don't know. He I, didn't go up and down. How, how old? How old is? How old is he? Okay, All right. let's look That's that a up good first. Point. Real quick, if you're, though, if but, you're telling me that you're gonna hang it up, yeah. So he's got enough wins in the UFC to like go down as one of the greatest ever. But if you're telling me that you're gonna hang it up like Barry Sanders did, uh, he's 31. Yeah, dude, he's got five more if, years. He's yeah, especially with how much he controls the damage he receives. Yeah. Like he's not getting How old's Cowboy? Oh, man. But to close out, Paul Felder wants Poirier, too. Oh, he or, does? Or Gaethje or McGregor, which is like, picking top names out of the hat there, aren't you there, Paul? Well, I mean, he deserves it. He just, you know. Yeah, Barbosa is not a slouch. He just fought Khabib a couple of years ago. I, I wonder, they won't do it again. Cowboy's right? 36. So, yeah. So yeah, he's like got Hab- five more years. Habib to me has five more years, and if you're telling me, hey, look, you can stop doing whatever you're doing whenever you want to. I'm not telling of course. you. Yeah, that's it's your life, your choice, whatever. But I have felt the way that he's approached fights, the way he's taken fights, even though he's one of the best, it's almost like he's sort of getting to a point where he's like, eh. I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to tarnish this record, or I don't want to ever yeah. taste defeat. So I'm just gonna remove myself rather than yeah. It's it's almost it's it's like a shy cat. You yeah, know what I mean, the cat has all the power in the world to just f- you up, but 
It'd rather um, lay there. It would rather just sort of, yeah, hang out and wait and only have to work twice a year. And only have to work twice a year. Yeah. I th- I've said it in the group text. It'd be cool if they opened up the 165 division. And, and all off. Okay. To be fair, that's not, that wasn't a fair statement. Not twice a year because they train harder than ever week in, week out. You know, I, I don't, I'm not discrediting Habib. I, I, I really do think he's a very talented fighter. I just sort of feel like, dude, you're going to hang it up after two to three more fights. Maybe it's like, that's only a year and a half from now. Yeah. If you're fighting twice a year, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Bend the belt. Yeah. Which speaking of, I, I, this is what I remember. I wanted to write down, but Kamara Usman, he's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I realized that he hasn't fought and um it well he's not scheduled to fight he got hurt hernia surgery i thought he, something happened to his knee after the woodley fight they didn't give him surgery well he just they just like sat him out but he's not scheduled to fight on any of the cards through unless he does the december 29th card or the late december card they always have he won't fight in 2019 hmm. so that means that was earlier this year though it was that. march yeah. So it's like... So he'd probably be on the January card then. He better be. If he wants to keep his belt at that point, I'd strip him. First time belt owner and you don't defend in almost a year. This isn't... You're not Conor McGregor, bro. What's... The, herner, the hernia surgery, you said? Yeah. That's got to be a three-month recovery at least. I, yeah, I read it's it. Because it's core. Yeah, totally. But that was in June. July, if he had surgery, not right after the. He'll fight. probably fight at the end of the year. Better. POS is holding up the welterweight division. <laughs> this rate, I mean, they got contenders. They got, they got a stack. Who Wood, man? Who Woodley arguably wh- deserves? What? A, who a, a, are the contenders, man? Freaking. <laughs> or George Masvidal. Uh, he's got his hands full. Yeah. Um, and then um, if. Woodley, I mean, he would probably take that fight, though, after that November. Yeah, that's a month and a half. Jorge would be fine with taking that fight, assuming, yeah, assuming that quick... it's not a five-round bloodbath yeah. between those two guys. But It probably will be. Baddest motherfuckers on earth. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just, I, I tweeted him today. I was like, Usman, how have you not been scheduled to fight in 2019? What did he say? Nothing. Why? It's probably just like doesn't have anything to say. He's like, I'm not scheduled. To or fight. he might have been the twentieth person to ask him. This yeah, probably, and he was like, I'm blocking this fool. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's an idiot. I just, I it, it made me think, like, because I, in in all honesty, I want to see Usman fight. Yeah, you know, I think I we all do. See him defend. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like, and you're right. There aren't. There isn't a huge. Do you think that they're gonna? You don't think that they're gonna like give. Woodley a shot right away again. Dude. I think he needs to earn a win, or t- I think he needs to knock somebody out, and then he'll get a shot again, and then he'll have mm-hmm. the most boring ass fight again. And everybody will be like, "You tricked us again, T Wood. You tricked yeah. us again. Knock out one guy, and we got to sit through five decisions with you, and then you can knock." You know, it'd be guy. crazy though, as if he came back, like he knocked somebody out, and then he fights Usman, like you know, early next year, first quarter of next year. Um. And you know, knocks him out 
then that would be pretty gnarly because yeah. it was a very convincing win. Oh yeah, by Usman, Usman the first time around. It was crazy convincing. Woodley looked like a, he had a little little night on the town the night before. I think he probably had just maybe tough weight cut. Yeah, that's true. So that uh, happens. It does. He would. He'd be. I mean, can you imagine him at 185? Ah. Granted, he's not the tallest guy in the world. No. But he'd but just he's be a, a brick. Dude. He'd be a brick house at 185. I would really like to see that, actually. Yeah. Um. It all. It all ends up happening that way. Because if you are, unless you're like. St- 35 and still fighting at welterweight then you're you know depending on your body type and size and all that stuff like eventually you're gonna go up to yeah if you want to stay in the sport and fighting and making money you're gonna have to go up yeah you can't continue to do that weight cut honestly this was like what the toughest weight cut for habib oh yeah he was cutting 40 pounds yeah yeah so that was a bad one I don't know that he's going to... And maybe that's why he says he wants to retire because he doesn't want to go up a weight class. Yeah. Because if he goes up a weight class... It's a different game. Problems. Yeah. And we we talked about that in the group text. Like, you know, you talk about pound for pound greatest fighters. Mm -hmm. You need to see some diversity. Well, like imagine him trying to fight Usman right now. Yeah. Not the same... Good luck, buddy. ...domination. Yeah. I mean... Competitive, of course, but right. like this isn't him bullying people anymore. Yeah. So, um, well, and it's the same thing. Like, it's crazy to think about this, but like, trade out Ben Askren for Habib. Yeah. In that Jorge Masvidal fight. That could have been, that could have oh. easily been Habib. Oh. Yes. That could have easily been Habib who just goes, tries to shoot right away, and boom. Lights out. Night night. I'm trying to get my trying to get the monitors back. Imagine so. if that had been like Habib's first loss. <laughs> How crazy that yeah. would have been. Yeah. And that that is the fear. I mean, Max got his arse kicked by Poirier. Mm-hmm. And it's just I mean, he still hung in there. I like he don't did. get me wrong, Poirier boxed him up, but Yeah, but he didn't put him down. No. That's true. Tough chin. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. So what do you think's next for... for? So do you think the Tony and Habib fight's ever going to happen? I, I, I think it needs to. Yeah, it needs to, for sure. I think we're and, all in agreement, sir. Yeah, and I... I, I just think, don't know that it will. Yeah, I, it's very clear that their Khabib's manager doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. I mean, he already said something last week or something to like, they're not even thinking about Tony. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so then you're moving on from the division. I think it's very much a respect thing, too. He wants to, he wants to fight someone he respects. He doesn't want to fight someone who wants to trash talk him. And t- what do you think Tony's going to do? Yeah. For sure. Look, 90% of the game is mental, right? Yeah. Maybe culturally it's not. Yeah. Maybe culturally it's not. But 90% of the game is mental. We're here in the United States. Yeah. So. And Tony, you can't shake him. Yeah. He's not. He he does the shaking. Dude, he was. 
Jeremy Stevens was talking about he was training with Kukui for the Yair fight this past weekend. Yeah. And at the and he was staying with him. And they worked out all day. They had like a two a day or something like that. And they're watching TV at night. And Tony looks over at him. He's like, so we're going to hit this run real quick. You ready? And Jeremy Stevens like didn't want to at all, but he couldn't like wuss out in front of Tony. He's like, all right, fine. And they go to this hill and they start running this hill. And Tony's like, I'm going to need you to run as fast as you can. <laughs> and he starts running. And then he hears Tony behind him. The boogeyman's coming. The boogeyman's coming to get you. And Tony chased him up the hill. But he didn't catch him. And then he told Jeremy Stevens, he's like, you're in phenomenal shape, man. Can you imagine <laughs> Tony freaking in the middle of the night, you're at a hill, and he's like, I'm going to need you to run as fast as possible. And then he chases you. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Tony. That's you, hilarious. Yeah, he, uh, Jeremy Stevens is was apparently ready to go this weekend. I really think that the lightweight division needs to see that. And I yeah. think that Tony deserves it. I think Khabib deserves the fight. We all deserve it. We all want to see it happen. If I was Khabib, I would want that. Right. Because it's the last it's the last guy. It's the last after question that, mark. It's the last question mark. If there's after that, if you win if you win that fight. Yeah. Guess what, dude? You can ride off in the sunset. And we won't ask questions yeah, we will, ever again. I will never, ever argue. We're that just Khabib's asking for one, for you to finish, finish like you know. It's like finish moral. It's like man. it's like yeah. Finish the book or like Mortal Combat, dude. Beat the game. Yeah, be, this is the final boss. Yeah. And then what better? What more fitting character? It couldn't be Conor McGregor. Yeah. It had to be some obscure, hardcore MMA fan favorite. Yeah. El Kukui, the boogeyman, Tony. Yeah. Against Habib, who's this, like, very poised, you know, um, proud and, and, and represents his culture really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, just, ah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What do you think's next for Poirier? Man, that was heartbreaking. It was like, you watch, like, Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. And then you watch Dustin Poirier. It's like, man, these guys. You want them to get their shot in their, their. And that was their shot. That know? was, yeah, that was, for both those fighters. Like in those, yeah, yeah. I, I totally was like, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, oh, Colby. Isn't Colby talking mad about how he's crying? Yeah. And then, uh, and then Poirier was like, "I promise you." Yeah, he's like, "It's on when, site." When, yeah, when he when you step into the gym, it's on. When you walk through the door, is it ATT? It's on. It's on. It's on site. And and I promise you. Yeah. And that and it was like, that's more interesting than a lot of UFC matchups. Well, and dude, it's not the only person that he should probably worry about. Like, yeah. Guess what? You still got to worry about Jorge when you walk through those doors. Yeah. He he. he just Dustin, how about you warm up with Robbie? Yeah, sure you beat him, but how about you actually like spar with Robbie fifteen minutes, and then go spar with Poirier for fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then go spar with Masvidal yeah. for fifteen minutes, and see how you f- feel, buddy. Kobe, man, he is messing up with his antics. Yeah. It, it is so obnoxious how he he has those girls around with him now. In the mega hat. Oh yeah. In in just the the 
so painfully obvious research, rehearsed lines. Oh, yeah. It, you, you just like, dude, come on. And you talk crap. Like, no one's off limits. You talk crap to anybody, no matter if they were your friend mm. or how far back you go with them. It's like, what are you going to do with your fans? Yeah. Like, what do you, do you even care if your fans truly I like you? I don't think he has any. Yeah, there's I mean, some crazy people fam- out there. I mean, outside of his, outside of his family and maybe the people he went to college with. Like, yeah. Man, and they probably all know this is just a big facade. Yeah. Dude. More than anybody, the, they're he, like. He's, he's probably the most unreal motherfucker in the MMA. Yeah. You can call, you can quote me on that on record if it ever goes famous. DP. I'd like to see him. I mean, he sounds like he's ready to jump right back on the horse. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I think it would maybe be, Showtime would be a good fight for him. Or did that already happen? That already happened. That, maybe you might be right. I'd like to see him fight Connor. I'd like Connor to rematch some of these people he beat in to show like you just caught them at the right time, man. Mm. But I don't think Connor's pull up the back. rankings of that weight class real quick. I can't believe Cowboys still five. Belder. Top 10. So, I guess Woodley and Leon Edwards is the fight? Yeah, Leon needs to fight. I wish he would have fought George Masvidal. That'll uh, happen at some point, right? Because they'll finish that beef. Well, they should fight, and then the winner of that gets the belt. Who gets to fight for the belt. That's always been what I've been saying. I don't know. Jorge. You you cleared up between Ty. Dude. Colby and Tyron, and then they fight a healthy. Whoever wins that fights a healthy Camaro. Well, yeah. And then these two can finish business in the meantime. Maybe Edwards fights the loser of these two. And between all of that, you've got your next round of contenders. I, I see it going like this: if Jorge beats Nate, and if Woodley and Colvington happens within the next six months. Then Woodley will get a rematch with him, Usman before Masvidal gets a shot at either one of them. Right. Unfortunately, I think yeah. that's kind of the way it'll go. If Nate were to beat Jorge, then the Leon Edwards stuff happens for sure. They'll finish beef there, I'm sure. And Nate can get one more fight in. And I don't that. know. At that point, I don't know, like... Who knows, dude? If Nate gets the BMF title, he might just be cool with that. Yeah, he's like, I won. I won. <laughs> you know, like, this is the true pound for pound greatest. I mean, maybe he, maybe he would get a shot against somebody up there, but like, it's gonna take one more fight before he does, right? Oh yeah. What he needs to put together at least a three fight win streak. But you know what would be sweet? It would be sweet because I could totally see Woodley taking care of business against Covington. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Covington's just sitting there like, who, who do I talk to? And Nate's just like, you want to be a real mother or not? Yeah. You want to be the baddest mother in the world like you think you are? Yeah. Okay. Steven Thompson's fighting on an upcoming card, isn't he? Yeah, he's... Yeah. Vincente Luque, right? Yes. Nice. That ought to be interesting. And Gaslam's fighting... Darren Till. At middleweight. What? Yeah. 
No way. Yeah, Darren Till's middleweight debut is Gastelum. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's going to be, I really hope Till doesn't get knocked out. Dominic Reyes is fighting someone coming up. Chris Weidman. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's At a light sick heavy? Fight. Yeah. Weidman went up to light heavy. That's right. I, yeah, that's a sick fight. I think it's I think it's Chris Weidman. Let me double check. That. You're, you're right. I'm okay. almost certain. I thought it might be. Who's fighting Corey Anderson? That's count, He's fighting someone next um, week or this weekend. Right? Yeah, you're right. Johnny Walker. That's right. Johnny Walker. That ought to be a good one, too. Yeah, for sure. Gaethje versus Cowboy. Yeah, man. That was a huge TKO. Huge TKO. Mm-hmm. Gaethje was mad because he almost had to TKO him twice. Yeah, he was like, I was it who was it Jason Herzog or who was the? It was that or it wasn't it, I can't Mark Goddard. It, was, was it, it Mark wasn't Goddard? Goddard. It, you'd recognize him if you saw him, but I don't know his name. Bald. He's I can't tell what his nationality is mm. because I want to say Spanish, but it it could easily be not. But yeah, I remember him kind of pointing and shouting at him after he mm-hmm. he was like, I don't want to hit him again, like. Yeah, and you're making me like he's, but then Cowboy kind of popped up too. Like he was like, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. Like, yeah, like he always does. It was yeah, like, <laughs> like, he, like he has to say, but he's just like that's just him. Like he's got those natural reflexes. Like I've been knocked out before. Right, <laughs> this isn't new to me. I'm fine. I'm always ready to go. Yeah, that was crazy. There was another fight night, though, just this last weekend. Yeah. And what happened was it was in Mexico City, and it was Jeremy Stevens, Yair Rodriguez. Yair's this really young kid, early to mid-20s. Um, protege. Very, very technical fighter. Yeah, like the the a protege from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And... Well, he freaking pokes Jeremy Stevens in the eye yeah. within the first 15 seconds of this main event fight. And it was a bad poke. Like it it, yeah. it wasn't like a Duffy who bailed on his fight before that where it was like did he poke him or not? No, Yair extended out his hands and it was clear he's trying to push and it, and it was a in real time pokes don't look good often in slow time. They look worse in real time if they're a real poke. And dude, it, he just like snapped his finger into his eye. So Jeremy Stephen couldn't open his eye. He he literally physically couldn't open it. The doctor had to call the fight. And after yeah, five minutes, yeah. Yeah, after waiting five minutes. And Herb Dean did a good job. And Yair jumps the fence. And he's yelling. And he's pretending to cry. And then he gives off the fence. And he's yelling at his team. And Bisping comes over because he's the commentator. And he grabs him to do the post-fight interview. And he like shirks Bisping off and he yells at him and he calls him a, a b- something in Spanish and like and it's like Yeah you're you poked the guy in the eye. The camera shows you poking him in the eye. Yeah. Settle down. Yeah. Like just say This was, was after it was called a no contest. Yeah. Because he was thinking that it was gonna be called like a doctor's stoppage or something. Oh like, well I would hope not. Or there was there was a controversy over it being a no contest or uh, disqualification. Yeah, it should definitely be. Or do you, was it was that it or was it something else? 
I don't remember them talking about that, but all I could remember was him and giving the worst post-fight interviews I've ever heard. He he was, it was so painful to listen to him. He went up with, you know, the gal, and then there would be like uh, Dan Hardy mm-hmm. at that booth, and he was there talking, and he was like cursing in the middle of it, and he accidentally but and he he kept saying the same thing over and over they'd be like so who do you want to fight next and he'd be like i don't know i gotta talk to my team and then the ufc you know they're just gonna tell me they'd be cool okay but who would you want to fight next he'd be like well i just you know i don't make these decisions by myself i need to go talk to my team and he kept looking off camera and it was like get this interview over with this this he's it's clearly a maturity thing with him because he's so young yeah. And he's just, he can't accept that he's the cause of that right. loss or that particular thing. Like, right. And then they got into a fight in the uh, hotel after yeah, that. Yeah, like there was the a little day. bit of a shoving match the next morning. And according to Jeremy Stevens, he thought that, like, he was approaching him to, like, talk, like, you know. Normal. Normal, like a gentleman would. Yeah. You know, or, like, a good, like, sport. And apparently he didn't do that. So Jeremy was just like, dude, he pushed him on my face. Like, yeah. Natural reaction. Yeah. Especially to somebody who's a fighter. Right. Like there's that. Yeah. You're probably kick anybody's head off. Right. So it, yeah, you showed, it just showed me a lot of his character, I guess. And it's just kind of like, I don't want to root for him now. He's immature. He's immature. And then the, he'll grow, he'll grow out of that. Probably. You're right. He will. I mean, for a guy like, and, and he, I'm not saying what he did was right. Like, he was out of line for sure. But that forever, like, that Korean zombie fight was will forever go down as, to me, yeah. one of the best UFC fights ever. So what's interesting is what I read a little bit about that is that people were saying he was slowing down the fight on purpose to throw off, which is a good strategy. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. That's the sandbagging or rope-a-doping, mm-hmm. whatever. But he would slow down Korean Zombie, like he'd do, like they'd like slap hands at his points, like mm-hmm. he wanted to stop, you know, mm-hmm. and hit the reset button and then go back in. Yeah. So, anyways, that just happened. Uh, you're saying USC 243. You just want to do a quick picks? Yeah, we should. Okay. Main event is Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya, Bobby. Bobby. Okay. Bobby Knuckles is Robert Whitaker's nickname, so that'll be interesting. I'm pretty sure he is going to hand Israel his first loss. It'll be a good fight. I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. Assuming, you know, no one has problems making weight or there's, uh, no, there's no, like, injuries injuries leading up to it. Ally Kinta versus Dan Hooker. That's going to be a good fight. Gosh, Al's just a tough I, I don't think he's gonna I don't think Hooker can knock him out and I think that the wrestling is yeah t- they're both to par so like yeah it could be a very good fight but I see I see Al winning a decision there Edging or potentially knocking Hooker out okay Tai Tuivasa versus Sergi Spivak I don't know this Spivak guy very well but there's a pretty big reach differential here the polar bear the polar bear from where? His only fight is in, or in the UFC is against Walt Harris. And, and Walt Harris won. Knocked him out, huh? Yeah, I got Ty. Yeah. I don't know any of these other people except for this. Diego Lima? 
Isn't it Douglas's like cousin? Fact check. Fact check. I like that women's bantamweight fight though. That's a bit. Yeah. That's a gnarly one. You take in Holly or Raquel? Ooh. Um. Douglas Lima's his brother. Oh, okay, yeah. I told you they were related. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Holly or Raquel? Um. Didn't Raquel have a comeback fight against Amanda Nunez and she just got bombed? Yeah. I think I'd go she's, Holly on that. She's so tough, though. She Yeah. Pennington's so tough. But so is Holly, I mean, in I a know. way. I mean, Holly took a beating from freaking Chris Cyborg for how many rounds? Five rounds. She season. took a five round beating from Chris Cyborg, dude. And it was not pretty. Like, that was a gnarly fight. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I'm probably leaning towards Holly on that one. Maybe a bounce back win. She's had kind of a tough. She's had a tough go. Yeah. She's been losing to some contenders. Jermaine Durand and me. She beat Bash. Yeah. And then, I had Megan yeah, Anderson. That's Megan a good Anderson, win over. Yeah. New up and comer, but Amanda. did you know what I learned? Hmm. We're on the topic of the ladies' kind of divisions. You know how good Mackenzie Dern is. No, how good is she? She's considered one of the probably the best Brazilian jiu jitsu artists in all of like the women's division. She's had some trouble making weight, yeah. So, assuming she can make weight, they say she can choke out anybody in any division. Dang, that's crazy. Seven and oh. Yeah, she's, she's doing got a fight well. coming up actually in one of the fights. You're right, and she just had a baby. Yeah, she's crazy. That was probably that's probably why she's had. All right, so bad mother effort title. We talked about it a little bit already, but yeah. we'll dig into it more when we get into our October episode. Cool. But you can be sure as that we'll be talking about the big November second card coming up, UFC 244. Oh yeah, Diaz Masvidal. Yes, for the BMF title. This right. week, or I guess this episode's MMA prospect profile, we're bringing it back after not having it on our last episode, is Roberto, Roberto Soldich, um, who fights out of KSW by way of Croatia. So he's a Croatian fighter. Um, one of uh, Oops, Europe's... Sorry. sorry. One of Europe's most up-and-coming MMA prospects. Uh, sports a 17-3 and three record. With 14 knockouts, this guy is just a absolute stud when it comes to throwing hands. He truly believes that if he were to come to the UFC, he'd be a top 10 welterweight fighter right away and probably push for eventually a title shot. However, he's very content in KSW. He likes where he's at. He enjoys mm. it. He's at the top. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I get that. He's only been KO'd once. And when that did happen, he got an immediate rematch with that opponent and avenged it with spectacular fashion by K- his K- own K- KO. K- yeah, KOing the guy that KO'd him. So that's awesome. Uh, this episode's MMA prospect profile, we're highlighting Roberto Soldic from Croatia. Dana, hire him. Dana, sign your boy. I'm going to sign your boy, Dana. He's got some crazy knockouts, so you guys should check out his knockouts on YouTube. Yeah, I just saw one in his top one. It's a walk-off KO in KSW 46. It might have been the guy that I was talking about. Oh, 
So circling back on hockey from earlier in the episode, we oh, had yeah. talked a little bit about hockey. Today, you can pull it up, but the um, Seattle franchise named a head coach. Yeah, so the Seattle hockey franchise for of the NHL. Click. Oh, yeah. Cami Granato, believed to be the first female pro scout. Nice. So moving forward, huh? So she's not the uh, coach. She's the first female pro scout. I stand corrected there. Oh, okay. My apologies, We, don't, we still folks. don't have a coach. We still don't have a coach, but that's probably... Uh, but she's going to be part of the scouting department. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Cool and exciting. Things to look forward to, right? Well, yeah. No, that's going to be exciting. I'm interested to see when they come out with the actual, like, 2021-22 season. The mascot and the logo and all that stuff. Start getting our swag. Oh, yeah. Hockey jerseys. Hockey jerseys. The Bash Brothers. Yeah, dude. (laughs) What everybody's talking about, the Kraken. I feel like we texted, or we, a long time ago. The Kraken? The Seattle Kraken? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I don't like it It either. It sounds too much like crackheads. (laughs) The Seattle Crackies. For me, I changed my Twitter name to DeCorbin (laughs) Mendencalf. DK. Oh, man. DeCorbin. DeCorbin Mendencalf. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. See if I said anything. Can you, like, um, give yourself, like, quotation mark names? Like, uh, Corbin, take me to bed, Mendenhall. Can I give what? <laughs> say that again. Say the first part. Can you can you like edit your your Twitter? You said it was your Twitter name. Yeah, yeah. You could edit it to like Corbin. Take me to bed, men. Oh yeah. Take me to bed is in quotation marks. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll have to come up so, with some good ones for the next episode. That was just the first one that came to mind. Yeah. No, you can Twitter. Corbin, take me to bed, Mendenhall. <laughs> Standing 5'9", a scintillating 173 pounds in the red corner. Corbin, take me to bed, Mendenhall. (laughs) I want to hear Bruce Buffer say some nicknames like that. That's a good one. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, whisper sweet nothings into my ear, (laughs) McGregor. Anything else? (laughs) <laughs> i think we should probably wrap it up okay it was a good episode it was. episode nine in the books making hard. the cut hard count hard count episode we appreciate nine. everybody tuning in check yes. us out on uh twitter yes instagram are we on instagram yet? we're on instagram and twitter and it's at making cuts at making cuts and comments it. let us know what you thought of the last episode feel free to tell us that we're terrible yeah and I'm going to try, I did it like five minutes before we started recording, an hour or two, but I'm going to try and do it like the day before we know we're going to record. Just be like, hey. Give everybody yeah, an heads update, up. heads up, episodes. Questions. Yeah. Maybe you have. You Maybe know, we should start letting people name the episodes. That'd be pretty, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty sweet. Get a little mm-hmm. engagement out of that. That would be cool. Had put some ownership on the audience. Definitely want to incorporate some more um, of the music that we're listening yeah, to. That, I think that's yeah. a great idea. Fun, fun stuff. It's a sports it's podcast, sports. but it's also a life podcast, people. Yes. We live a life. And it's not just like this is for us to escape. Like this is something extra to do. Totally. And fun and learn. And we love it. 
but the more we can do exactly the better so all right awesome episode signing off in the books episode nine corbs have a great week man you too buddy cheers everyone peace peace